Amen. Isn't that the truth about our lives? Just for a moment. Your life is but a vapor that appeared for a little time, then vanisheth away. The Bible says, Whereas you know what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? What is your life? It's just a vapor. Isn't that something? Boast not thyself tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We really don't know, do we? We'd like to believe we do, but unfortunately we don't really. And, and then again, maybe we're fortunate we don't know. Uh, can you imagine living knowing when you're going to die? I mean, can you imagine that? Uh, knowing when you're going to die. I don't know that you could focus on life being worried about dying. You know what I mean? Counting the days, so to speak. You say, boy, I would, I would make the best of it then, boy. Maybe you would. I don't know. But I think I'd be a little worried about it. I'd be going around going, man, it's only just a few more hours closer. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if it'd be good for me. I'm not sure. But anyway, anyway, Revelation chapter 20 tonight. Let's turn over to Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 20 tonight, verse 11. Good to have our guests with us tonight and great to have you with us this evening. And, uh, well, I'm telling you what, I... I don't know. I don't know how that corn's going to turn out. But anyway, we're going to give it a shot tonight, all right? At least John's not out there. Amen. <laughs> I had to get it in, John. I missed you Wednesday, see, you know, so. All right. <laughs> Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, all right? <clears throat> verse 11. The Bible tells us simply there, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Before Johann Gutenberg invented the printing press in 1440, books had to be copied by hand. Of course, that was a very slow and painstaking uh, process. It required a, an enormous amount of time, an enormous amount of energy. Many of those pre-press books that were copied by hand, were lost over time. Uh, they burned up in fires, destroyed in battles, uh, just simply lost at times. Others, of course, are still with us. <clears throat> They're still in our possession today. They've been preserved. But what we do know, without a doubt, as of 1440, in the invention of the printing press, that our world and the landscape of our world has been completely transformed totally and completely different as a result of this invention. And <clears throat> life has never been the same since. It's interesting, uh, and I think it's kind of neat to think that <clears throat> when the printing press was 
finally invented, the first book that came off the press was the Word of God. Isn't that wonderful? The Gutenberg Bible. Um, those Bibles, of course, there's a, still just a few in our world today, and they're very, very precious and very, very expensive if you tried to purchase one. Uh, good luck. But the first item off that press was the Word of God. And from that time to present, the Bible's been the most popular book in history. And it's been the most popular book in history anyway, but it's the most popular book in print. It's a, that's a pretty amazing fact. When you consider that there's over, at least according to Google, 130 million different books in print today. Isn't that something? Can you imagine how much information, how much knowledge, how much um, wisdom are bound in those books? I mean, and I, I say wisdom, I'm not talking about godly wisdom necessarily, but just the things. I mean, think of all the books on finances and all the books on, I don't know, geography and just all the different books that could be written on how-to. And there's a lot of information in 130 million books. It's hard to imagine how much information could be in those books. In our passage, however, we're catapulted into the future. We're catapulted into the future where we're going to read about some books. And then the Bible goes on to tell us about another book. This particular passage of Scripture focuses us in the future at a judgment. A judgment when all sinful man will stand before the God of the universe who created their being. And the Bible says that the books will be opened and that another book will be opened. Every deed, according to verse 12 of our passage, will be revealed. Every deed and every act of mankind is being recorded, being placed in these books, plural, and it will be from those books that mankind will be judged. But what of that other book? The other book. Well, that book is addressed primarily in verse 15. Verse 12 and then not till verse 15. When the Bible says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. What about this unusual book? This book that's called the book of life. See, it may be called the other book. But it's not just another book. There is no other book in the universe like this book. Now again, I understand that we have the Word of God. But this book is a book of judgment. It will be there before the masses of humanity. And every single human being that stands before God in this day, every sinner that stands before God, will be judged out of the books. 
and that book of life will be opened in search of their name. This is not just some other book. This is the book of life. And I just want to share a simple message in just a few short minutes, and we have just a few short minutes, on not just another book. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. We certainly love you. But Lord, we need you tonight. We thank you, Father, for our guests tonight. It's such a privilege to have them with us. Lord, we're so thankful, Father, for these that have made their way here this evening and are maybe faithful. Every single time the doors are open, Lord, they're just, boy, we're just as thrilled to have them. God of heaven, we thank you for that video. And, and Father, how really it nailed down some things, Lord. Well, what a powerful tool that was. And Lord, for the wonderful special music, the girls that sang, and Lord, just for Stephanie lifting up her voice and We just thank you for the choir who did such a fabulous job. Lord, now in these next few moments, help our focus to be on the Word of God. Help us to understand maybe just a little better what this book is and how it applies to each person. Lord, we love you now. We need you. Fill me with your Spirit, and may you help me, Father, to proclaim your truth with passion and compassion. Well, thank you in Christ's name. Amen. The Book of Life. You know, it wasn't but just a few weeks ago that Joshua and I were out soul winning when we ran across a young man who it appears had been prepared for our, our rendezvous. I mean, there we knocked on the door, and as we knocked on the door, the gentleman came to the door. He, he did not have a shirt on, and he said, listen, uh, can you hold on a minute? Let me go get a shirt. And he ran inside. He got a shirt. He put it on. He came back out, and he stood there on his porch. And as we began to talk to him, we realized and at that moment that he was going to be rather open. And so Josh began to ask him some questions and eventually said to him, you know, if you were to die today, are you 100% sure where you'd spend eternity? I mean, do you have it nailed down? Do you know for sure? And the young man said, well, that's funny you asked me that. Because my girlfriends mentioned some things like that. And I had some other events in my life that have caused me to be thinking about that. And he goes, it's kind of funny that you're here asking me that now. So... He said, no, I don't. Josh said, well, if I could take just a few moments and show you from the Word of God how you could know for sure you're on your way to heaven, that'd be good news, wouldn't it? He said, well, yeah. May I take a moment? Sure. Opened the Bible and began to share with him the gospel of Jesus Christ. Went right on through there. Step one, he made sure that he understood that he was a sinner. He made sure that he understood where that sin came from, that it wasn't just the fact that he himself had sinned, but that he was a sinner at the root because of the sin of Adam. The fact is, is that we're all sinners because of the sin of Adam. It's not just that I, I, I sin because I, I'm a sinner because I sin, but I sin because I am already a sinner. It's who I am, not just what I do. And so he began to share that with him, and the gentleman, the young man, was right with him. I mean, step by step, you could tell he was focused. You could tell he was engulfed in this conversation. He wanted to learn. He wanted to understand it. He goes to the next point, and he begins to tell him, of course, that not only are we sinners, there's a reason for the reason why we're a sinner, but he goes on to tell him about the fact that there's a price for sin. There's a consequence for sin. And that consequence is to be eternally separated from God forever in a place called the lake of fire. That our sin separates us from a holy God. He said, but I want you to understand too that 
The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That Jesus Christ came and died on Calvary and shed his blood and paid the payment for your sins so that you could be forgiven and you could be saved. They began to show him then, after that, how he could be saved, according to Romans chapter 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you like to be saved? Would you like to trust Christ? And something very unusual happened. Something that I don't know that has ever happened when I've been out knocking doors. All of a sudden, the, the young man kind of looked up and he said, You know, I would like to, but... Josh said, Well, do you have some questions? He said, Well, actually, he goes, Yeah. He goes, uh, Is it really true that you have to have your name in a book? It's, what, the book of life, I think it's called. You actually have to have your name in a book, the book of life, in order to go to heaven. Is that really true? I'm like, what? Obviously, somebody's had a little bit of training. Somebody's sat in church. Somebody's grandma's been talking to him. Somebody's been giving him a little bit of information there. And and all of a sudden, at that point, I kind of stepped in. I was intrigued by the question. And I jumped in and I said, well, as a matter of fact, yes. I said, Josh, why don't you take him over there to Revelation chapter 20. Let's begin reading verse 11 through 15. And so Josh took him over there and began to read the passage to him. And then I began to share with him the need for Christ in his life. And dealt with the book of life for just a few moments. Isn't that amazing? When it was all said and done, the young man said, Josh said, okay, now would you like to trust Christ your Savior? He went, yes, sir. The book of life. I mean, what about this book? First of all, this book is called by a few other names as well. Take your Bible, if you have it, in the book of Revelation. Turn to chapter 13, verse 8. We're not going to spend a lot of time, but I do want to just note some of these very basic things. Again, the message will not be very long today, so if we can stick with it, stay with it, remain focused, we'll be done shortly. You'll be eating all that delicious roasted corn. John's laughing as though it may not be delicious. You had to shuck the corn. So we don't know what he did to it after that. But anyway, <clears throat> Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. The Bible goes on to say, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Notice the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In Revelation 21, 27, we also have it listed as the Lamb's book of life. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, talking about New Jerusalem, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. You say, well, is the book of life and the Lamb's book of life the same thing? Yes. This book is none other than the Lamb's. It's His book. 
And you want to know something? The Bible says the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. The John himself, the John the Baptist says, man, there he is, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And we have the Lamb's book of life. This book of life, the book of life that is up in heaven, is God's, the Lord Jesus Christ's book. It's his book. And may I say that everyone that's in it are his. They're his. This book contains the names of those who will live with the Lord forever in heaven. It is the role, if you will, the list of those who have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 3, the Bible says, And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel. The apostle Paul is speaking to the church at Philippi, he says, And help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and also with my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. My fellow laborers. He's saying they're fellow church members, they're fellow Christians, they're fellow saints. Their names are all in the book of life. Listen, they're not in the book of life because they're just sitting in a service. They're not have their name in the book of life simply because he's friends with them. No, they're fellow, as he puts it here in the passage, fellow laborers. They have been birthed into the body of Jesus Christ and have had their names placed into the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. The Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for our sin. He now calls unto us and invites us unto himself. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, a very familiar passage. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that he stands at the door of our hearts and knocks, seeking admission to our hearts. In Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. The thought that the God of all creation, the Lord Jesus Christ who hung on Calvary, would come into my life and sup with me, fellowship with me is beyond comprehension. And yet it is a reality of Scripture, a reality of life, Life of the believer. The Bible's teaching us that the Lord is searching for you and searching for me. He's calling unto you this evening and He's calling unto me if I have not the knowledge of Christ in my life. His desire is that you escape the consequences of sin by receiving Him as your Lord and your Savior tonight. In John chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible simply says, But as many as received him, received him. Remember he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. Remember, he stands at the door and knocks. Will you open the heart? As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And may I say, once you are his, you are his forever. 
The Bible tells us in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. I love that passage. How many people have experienced rejection in their life? How many people have endured hardship and heartache? How many people have had a mom or a dad who have abandoned them? How many have had a parent that has called them names and rejected them and told them to get away and I don't love you? And yet I can cry out today from Scripture and tell someone, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I'll no wise cast out. You don't have to worry about Jesus rejecting you. You don't have to worry about Jesus turning his back on you. You don't have to worry about Jesus becoming uh, negative or critical of you. No, he loves you today. And once you're his, you're always his. The authority by which we stand is found in the Word of God. I mean, our salvation is promised and secured by His own Word. Take your Bible, look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. The Bible says, and this is the record. That God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Isn't that good? He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have. That you have what? Eternal life. That you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Isn't that wonderful? He that hath the Son hath life. Come unto me. Open up. He that hath the Son hath life. It's the book of life today, okay? Mark, will you come here for a moment? I need to use you for just a minute. For a couple, actually. Would you do something for me? Take your Bible, look over the book of John. In just a moment, we're going to start chapter 6, verse 44. The Bible says this right there. Just hold on one second, Mark. Stand right there for just a second. John chapter 6, verse 44. The Bible says, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Mark represents the Holy Spirit of God. You represent the earth and life in this dispensation and the time in which we live. And so right now, Brother Mark is... Mark, right there. You're good. Right there. Why don't you talk to uh, that gentleman. You're the Holy Spirit now. Out loud. Tell us what you're doing here. 
Okay, right there. Now, hold on. The Holy Spirit of God goes before this man, and he says, okay, listen, Jesus Christ is God in flesh. Jesus Christ died on Calvary. Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the only means to escape your, your sin debt. Will you accept Jesus Christ? Do you want the Holy do you want Christ in your life? You need Jesus. God the Holy Spirit's knocking. Jesus Christ is knocking. And Fred has a decision to make at that point. He chooses to accept or reject the prompting of the Holy Ghost. And in this case, he says, Yes, I take Christ. I receive the Lord Jesus into my life. Okay? Next. Holy Spirit makes his way and his rounds through the world, the preaching and teaching of the word. Go ahead. Not everybody can. Okay, so she just accepted the Lord, amen? Now some of you are going to have to say no. Too bad, my mom's in. You're, you're, you're out, she's in. So, so far now, the Holy Spirit has approached a couple people, walking up and down the aisles of a church, walking through this world of woe, and he's speaking and he's wooing and he's drawing men unto Christ. They have decisions to make. You accepted the Lord. I forgot you, Fred. I'll get you in here. So we opened, the book of life was opened. Fred Warner. Billy O'Donnell. Go ahead. Makes his way through the hallways at school. His young men are, young ladies are witnessing their friends and family. Maybe at your work area where you're witnessing to a co-worker. Go ahead. No. What, what'd she say? She's not sure. She's not ready to make that decision yet. Wonderful response, by the way. She says, I'm not ready yet. Have you ever had someone say that to you? Sure you have. I'm not ready yet. I don't think I'm, I'm not ready to make that decision. Very good. I'm glad she, she used that. Okay, well. Okay, very good. All right, next. Here we go. His mother's here. We're going to have to give him some leash here. All right. Let's get one more that really is not sure or doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, right. We got to go down the street. <laughs> go ahead and find one more for us, would you? Oh, there you go. <laughs> not today. 
Oh, he's got a church. Okay, he's got a church already. He's already got a church. Now, wait a second. He's been prompted. He's been moved. Not just from a presentation, but from the Spirit of God. Understand that. Very important. He rejects that prompting. He comes up with a personal excuse. And obviously, she wasn't ready. In his case, he's depending on his faith, his present religion. I've got a church. I'm good to go. What has he done in essence? He's rejected the gospel. Rejected the Christ of the gospel. So, we have three that accepted and three that, two that rejected. That's what we have. Now, I want to ask all of you that were prompted, moved by the Holy Spirit to come forward because this is the judgment day. Come on forward, would you please? Just make a line right over here. Because this is what we need to understand. That's good. You two can come here. You can be over here. Yeah, that's fine. Come on up here, Bobby, if you could. She's coming on up. Now, I want us to look at the passage again. Look real quickly at the passage over in the book of Revelation now. Here we are in the future now. And the Bible simply says this. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And what's that next phrase? And another book was opened. Which is what? The book of life. The book of life is being opened along with the other books. So there it's open now. The book of life is now open. And the Bible goes on to say, And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the seed gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. All right, Billy O'Donnell, stand before God. And listen, the book is open here. I'm looking for a name. Billy O'Donnell. There it is. It's in the book of life. The Bible says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. You can go back to your seat. Fred Warner. The books are open, but the book of life is open. Someone says, well, say people won't stand at that judgment. You don't have to worry about that if your name's in the book. But what if it's not? You better get the picture is what you need to understand. You better understand that there's a judgment. That name better be in that book. What's your name? Fred Warner, sir. 
I got it. The very date. Yep, there it is. There it is. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Go ahead and go back. Tom Dombrowski. This is no joke right here at all. Because this is exactly what's going to happen to those who reject Christ. I'm looking for a name. The final judgment. Searching. I don't see your name. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? In thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And the Bible tells us in our passage that whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Do you realize, think about this for just a moment. A man, a woman that rejects Jesus Christ, that does not receive the Lord into their life, will stand before the God of the universe and will give an account for their life. Their deeds will be put on display in a book. There they are, recorded. And then the names, where's your name? It's not in the book. Because your name's not in the book, you're cast into the lake of fire. No joke. This is not just any other book. This is the book of life. Your name's not in this book. You don't get into heaven. I don't care how much you cry, how much you plead, how much you beg. It doesn't matter how good you thought you were or what you did in the past. It doesn't matter how nice you were to your mom, your dad, how good you were to your children, how well you provided for your family. It's too late. It's too late. But put my name in the book. Just write it in. I accept you. I receive you. I'll trust you now. Too late. Your name's not in the book. Depart from me, you will work iniquity. The angels grab hold of him and cast him into the lake of fire. Isn't that sad? We could take them one by one. All of humanity lined up, waiting their turn to stand before a holy God. A holy God who died and suffered and bled for their sin. A holy God who sent the Holy Spirit of God to prompt them, to move them, to bring them to Him. And they failed to receive Him. Thanks. You know what? You can all go back. Thank you very much. Do you realize that this is not just any other book? This book, your name is either in this book or you do not get into heaven. It's that simple. And you will indeed give an account and stand before God. It is true that the child of God will never be judged for their sin. I understand that. But the idea is simply this. If your name's in the book, you enter in. If your name is not, you're cast into the lake of fire. Isn't that scary? Someone says, well, I know my aunt, my uncle, my grandma, my grandpa, they're good people. Is their name in the Lamb's Book of Life? 
Has there been a day, a time, a place when they personally accepted and received Jesus Christ into their life as their own personal Savior? Can they point back to that time when the Holy Spirit of God convicted them of their sin and they saw a need to receive and accept Him and they said, yes, yay or nay? I mean, where, 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 you know, as believers, we believe the book, the Bible. This book is as... It's just as much a part of the Bible as the Word of God itself. You in this book tonight? Do you know for sure your name's in it? Because if it's not, you will stand before God at the great white throne judgment and the books will be open. Every deed, every action, every attitude recorded on display before the God of the universe who loved you, died for you, the God who created you even. And then He's going to open this book. The book of life. And if your name's not in it, you will perish. It's that simple. Are you written in the book of life? Is your name there? Is it there? God help us if it's not. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I got plenty of time to make that decision. No, you don't. You may not have till the end of the night even. Won't you settle it tonight? In just a few moments, our pianist is going to come to the piano and begin to play a verse, a song. You know what? If you don't know for sure your name's in this book, why don't you just settle it? Why don't you just come forward and say, I want to know it's in there. I want to get it settled tonight. I want Christ as my Savior. I want Him as Lord of my life. I'm, I want to trust and receive Him. I know He's knocking because something inside says, I've got to settle this. And that wouldn't be the devil telling me to settle that. Right, amen. And I'm just going to obey the Lord and trust Him as my Savior today. Turn my life over to Him. And you know what He'll do? He'll open that book and write your name on in there. He'll include you in that book of life. And you'll never have to stand before Him and give an account for your sin, ever. Because it will already be dealt with on the cross. Forgiven. Forgiven. Father, we come to You. We do ask, Lord.